This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Dr. Carl Bamlett, The Modern Caveman, a show that helps you to reshape your modern life using wisdom from the past. Welcome to The Modern Caveman, where this week we're going to be talking a little bit about a new bill that's being introduced, uh, the Therapeutic Products Bill. We're going to talk about some of the issues with this and how we could try and possibly go about this better um, and what the things you need to know about this are. Stay tuned. Those of you who have heard our show before know that we're quite passionate about food and supplementation and what's right for individuals, and these views vary based off practitioners and professions. So there's a wide range of views that are out there, and it's a challenging topic. And so we'll talk a little bit today about this this proposed bill that we mentioned in the starting, and also some of the different ways that may be beneficial to deal with this topic rather than what is being proposed, and how we can go about altering this and getting a, a good legislation that can actually benefit the citizens that are, are it's meant to help. So, so to talk about supplementation, um, I'll do a brief um, rundown of some shows that we've done in the past talking about good good ways to have a supplement be regulated or good ways to find a supplement that's a quality supplement. So there are many things that go into supplements and many different things that you have to be aware of. So um, the type of the vitamin or mineral that's or phytochemical that's in the product is important. Um, how they go about processing, packaging, the fact that there's no other contamination or other things in it, um, and the thought process behind the sourcing of it is another big thing. So there could be, you know, several different forms to get. Um, a B vitamin from, but what source did you take it from? Was it was it a vegetable or plant, or was it some other synthetically created thing? So these are all really important questions that need to be asked to find a real quality supplement. Um, and some companies do this really well that I that I use in my practice and that I use personally. And then there's other companies that do a, a all right job with it. They they get a good quality product, but they may have a capsule that has um, some bad stuff in it that might be very deleterious to um, certain people's health. And then there's some people, some companies that may just be bad all around. They may not have what they say is in the label in the in the package. Um, they may have some bad stuff in there as well with it, and it's a, a bad formulation to start off. So there's no good parts with it. And there's a various spectrum along that line of things. Um, so it does take uh, quite a lot of education on the subject to be able to fully know what to do. But luckily, there's you know, people in these organizations that sell them, whether it be the practitioner who you're seeing who's been well-educated on it, or if you're going to like a Health 2000 or another shop like that, they're going to have naturopaths and herbalists and people that work not only at the head office, but also at each store so they can assess those things and do their best to try and get you a good product too. And so this is a way to assess through a lot of that stuff. Um, and um, setting these standards um, are, are, are good to make sure that uh, we get 
quality supplements into the country because they can assess for what the formulation is, but they can't necessarily control um, what the company that's making the product puts into it. And through secondary studies, you can figure that stuff out um, in some cases, but some cases it'll sneak through and cause some some harm. So these bills that are made around the, the world for this are to protect the consumer against um, having something untrue on the label or, or consciously trying to deceive the consumer, which is which is a bad thing to do, and there should be laws against this. And to, to think of this, there are – here the U.S. is a great example of practices that they have. Several other countries have this too. But they have um, current good manufacturing practice regulations for supplement or the GMP um, certification. So if you get this certification, that says that you're following how you – that you're, you're processing procedures – are up to the FDA's code of approval. So you're doing things that are clean, you're not going to have contamination likely, and you're going to have a lot of other things happening that are to their standards. So that way that you're going to be creating a good product based off of what you've gotten and putting into it. So they're not telling you what you can put into it or what you're going to take out of it. You're going to label that on your thing, on your label. Um, They're telling you that you have to do it in a good way so that you don't contaminate it with other stuff. And then the, and then other people will test it as well to make sure that what you say is in there is in there. There's ways to do that. So they have a whole long page. So if you want to go look it out, look at that CGMP certification, which is a good example of what to do. You can go on to um, the Facebook page, which is uh, Dr. Carl Bamlett, chiropractor, the, the modern caveman. And you can go in there. And I've put a link through to the um, CGMP um, regulations, and they talk about specifics about how you should wash things down and how you should do this and how you need to do that to, uh, to guarantee that it's um, processed correctly to not be contaminated. And so they have a whole large, large document on that that you can um, scroll down through if you're really keen on some boring reading, <laughs> which I doubt you are, but it's, it's a very big document to set that up. Um, and it's a good document because it protects you. It lets the practitioner know that um, they have that stamp on they're doing the right thing for processing. That doesn't say that it's a good supplement necessarily, though. That says that they follow the procedures to make sure that it's not going to be contaminated and not going to be doing you harm outside of what um, what's supposed to be in there. So that's where you have to then say, how do we you know, know that they get a good quality supplement to start with, how they got good quality herbs to put in there, how they got a good quality source of it. So if it's a food-based one, which is what I typically use for supplements and what I tell you on the show to, to try and use, how do they get, you know, good food or how was the food fresh or prepared right? Um, not some rotting food that was sitting out that they just tried to blend up quickly at the end before it went off. So there are ways to assess this as well. Um, so they can do chromatography, which will assess the chemical components in the supplements, and they can see what percentage of what's in there is this, what percentage of what's in there is this. And they can also do some uh, do some DNA-type testing technology with what they have now to s- determine what is in there and if it's the specific subtype of what you're looking for. So those are some things that um, the FDA can also do um, in, their, in their testing. And if, and if that's part of what New Zealand wants to bring in, I welcome that too, because what 
should be in the supplement. If it says on the label, it should be in there, and it should be the quality that they're saying. Um, and that is uh, benefits the practitioners, benefits the patients, benefits um, the individual who's buying it on their own, benefits the shop owners who are selling it out of you know whatever store they're selling it out of, and that benefits everyone. And that's a really good way to do it to to, to verify that those two things are there because everybody needs that. And what the problem that uh, that you need to look at with the the proposed bill that's coming up, which is uh, really sh- soon going to be past its um, date to put in a, uh, a submission. So I encourage you to write a submission if you get uh, motivated by this um, talk today. So the therapeutics bill um, is a big bill. It's a very big bill, and it's it's not a very direct bill. Um, in the other language, if you click on the link on the Facebook page, you'll look through there and you'll see that the wording in the um, U.S.'s FDA's document is very direct. It's saying the producer must do this, they must do this, they must do this, they must do this. It's, it's just procedural on how they go about making sure that this doesn't get um, Contaminated or doesn't have some other process go wrong, so it's it's, it's understandable it's understandable to see their thought process in making the bill. In the, this document, however, um, it is a co- complex and convoluted bill that has over four hundred and twenty three clauses and lots of cross referencing between um, this part of this bill and this part of this bill that it's I'm going to try and um, link together. And one of the key aspects is that there's going to be one regulator of the entire bill and of the entire proposal. Um, And this isn't the first time a bill like this has been put forward. It's it's the first time it's been put forward in this way, but not um, in the bill in general. So in the past... Um, they've done this two different times, is the understanding I have through many um, personal accounts with patients and individuals, um, is that the previous um, government's bills tried to um, regulate very simple over-the-counter things such as uh, over-the-counter supplements like vitamin A, the B complexes, vitamin C, vitamin D, and other really common everyday things that um, we're used to having if you're a supplement taker, which um, well over 50% of New Zealanders are, um, as well as foods and plants such as mustard, cinnamon, eggplant, coconut, tea, and aloe vera. So they're regulating these things and tried to regulate these things. It got it got turned down by the people um, then, and they are doing a similar thing now, but without the specifics in there and hoping that the vague generalities can sneak through the cracks is what it seems like. Um, and so there's going to be extra regulations of this regulator who we don't know who it'll be. Um, I, based off every other type of pharmaceutical and um, nutritional thing in other states, it'll be linked to um, the uh, pharmaceutical companies because that's what, they're the ones that have their standards set in place, and they use those in a lot of the other countries. So it's likely going to be someone in, from that industry or close ties to that industry. Um, and also, they're going to be regulating your foods as well as your supplements and what you can buy and what your practitioners can can get you to take for whatever you have ailing you. Um, so it is a um, Big, big issue that you should be aware of. And so if you go onto the, the Facebook page and 
look under the um, posts that I have, you can go onto where you can submit um, and you can look at the bill and read through it and see if you agree with what I, my assessment of this. And then you can go and you can post in it um, and tell them what you think of the bill. Um, it can be as simple as, um, I wholly reject this entire bill. It doesn't have to be specific. Um, or you can be specific and say, I don't like this aspect of it. But it is a very, very long read. Um, and yeah, it, it's hard to pick through. And I would, I would be very doubtful that any of the uh, members of parliament actually fully read this bill other than the people who wrote it because it is a long convoluted bill that um, until they make more specifics and it doesn't really mean anything other than just they've passed it through the through the first readings and that there's one person who's going to be doing all the oversight of all of this stuff so I would like to see so we've talked about what is wrong with this and so let's get a little bit more on towards what we can do to make it a, a, a bill because they obviously want to regulate things, um, and they're going about it in a way where they're trying to just take things away and tell you what you can't have rather than guaranteeing that what's labeled and packaged is actually what's in there. So some things that if there's any um, policymakers out there listening, um, some things that would actually be beneficial to the people um, is guaranteeing that what's in that product is in the product. So the the U.S. has already done the FDA and the U.S. has already done a very large bill um, to guarantee that, and through the FDA regulation. So if there's a, a regulate, regulatory body here, or then that can guarantee that those processes of manufacturing are upheld, that would be one way where you could guarantee quality and um, safety is by going through that process um, and having it be. a process and a standard rather than outlawing things and making things that you can't have, which seems to be in the past pretty common um, line that was trying to be taken, um, would be a, a, a better way to guarantee safety for people. And also having the checking that of what is in the supplement is in the supplement. Um, that is another um, big thing. And one of the things that 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 shouldn't be done which were proposed in this new one is um, fines for people who are going against the actions of the bill. So if you say, say Joe Public is um, taking a supplement that you don't agree with or that the government doesn't agree with, um, the the fines and penalty can be quite large. Um, the proposal is up to $500,000 or five years in jail for that. And that doesn't seem like a um, public health type um, <laughs> regulation measure to me. Um, that seems like something completely different. Um, and in the recent years, what we've seen, it, it makes much more sense to be something else. So I, I want you to, to look at that and read it for yourself and see what you think from it, because that big of a penalty for taking a supplement um, seems a bit funny. And they, they, they have tried to restrict these things in the past with the, with the simple vitamins, and the bill doesn't give any specifics, so you can't read into the exact what's being said and what they mean by it. That's the troubling part. You want specifics when they're putting something this um, broad and so much power into one person's hand on something that we all do on a daily basis. Not we all, but a large portion. 50% um, of Kiwis definitely use it in um, 
and it's a big, big thing. I would say from my experience, much more than 50%. Even even if you just take it from the supermarket, you're still taking a, a supplement. And it's a very common thing that people are doing in our day. And as well as the, the topics of the overreach of power on the, the one individual controlling all this, there's also a lot of other bills that are going to be um, replaced and massively altered. Um, and to just tell you a few of those that are were found within the reading of this of this bill, we have it'll be replacing. Well, they're going to be massively altered or largely replaced. It'll be the Foods Act of 2014, Medicines Act of 1981, um, and a particular interest to me, um, the Health Practitioners Company Competency Assurance Act of 2003. And the bill also makes some changes to the ACC Act of 2001, Egg Compounds and Vet Medicines Act in 1997, Animal Products Act of 1999, Animal Welfare Act 1999, Biosecurity Act of 93, Contraception Sterilization and Abortion Act of 1977, Contract and Commercial Law Act of 2017, Copyright Act of 1994, Coroners Act of 2006, Corrections Act of 2004, and a few more yet. So go look at this bill. Read it over, fine-tooth comb if you'd like, um, and see what your opinion is of the um, stealthy way this is this is going about. Um, but the more the more people who read it, um, I think there's going to be that many more people who are not all right with it um, and want to say something because um, it needs to be much more specific with the amount of power that's being thrown around to make it so it makes any sense because it doesn't make sense for the the, the purposes that are being said on there. So I encourage you, go to, go to the Parliament website or go to my Facebook page, click on the web, on the link to go to the website. Um, it'll take you there and uh, make your submission and let your voice be heard um, because otherwise you won't have the option to do these things for your health in the future. Thank you.
With the dog days of summer coming in and we're getting quite a lot of heat and it's going to be a real hot one next week, um, I would encourage you to do a few things, okay? So um, recovering those fluids that you've sweat out is one of the big things we have to do. And one of the biggest things that I'm seeing in practice right now is that we're quite dehydrated from the heat and being outside. Um, so if you're normally doing two and a half liters to be, right, to be hydrated and feel good, um, I would go an extra half liter to a liter. And one way where you can um, figure out if you're dehydrated, there's two ways that I'll talk about. Um, obviously, the first one you've heard before, which is the color of your, your urine. If it's too bright yellow, you're dehydrated. If it's uh, clear, you're, you're good. Um, the second one may be a little bit um, more of a mystery to you, but um, if you get headaches or uh, neck pain at the very top of the head, which goes up into the head and feels like a real tight, stiff head that sometimes goes into frontal headaches, um, later, in the, later in the afternoon or evening, so about 4 o'clock or later, um, that oftentimes is a dehydration headache. So that is one thing that you should keep on top of um, is keeping drinking water earlier in the day to prevent you from getting too um, too dehydrated. And if you put a little bit of pink rock salt in your water, that can help you get the minerals that you sweat out too. Um, if you're on any um, blood pressure medication or anything like that, I'd don't take that as medical advice. Seek medical advice on that because you don't want to um, increase your um, blood pressure or any other having any interactions with your heart medication. But um, that's one really good thing you can do during this time. And another one, um, modify those hours of peak sun. Um, stay out of the, the, the noontime sun and the early afternoon sun. That's the worst one for you. But the late afternoon and, and morning suns are good ones to be in. So there's a couple tips for the for the hot summer days. Find our podcast on Facebook at Dr. Carl Benwick, the Modern Caveman, on the Plains FM website and iTunes, and you can get the live stream from plainsfm.org.nz or the TuneIn app. On behalf of Carl Warty, I'm Dr. Carl Benwick, chiropractor at the Alpha Omega Clinic, reminding you that you can't change from within on the outside looking in.